This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. As we begin a new series on select psalms in the Bible. And what better way to start in the new year but in the very first psalm of the 150 psalms. Here is the word of the Lord. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, and we do pray that you would open our hearts and illuminate our minds by your Holy Spirit that we may understand your word and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is entitled, How to Start Off the New Year Right. Many of us are hoping that 2022 will be better than 2021 and better than 2020. Because in March of 2020, our world took a wrong turn, so it seems. COVID entered into our existence, and we have lost our normal, and now we're in a new normal that many of us resent and are tired of. So we're hoping that 2022 will be a better year. Now, what can you and I do to be able to make 2022 a better year? How can we start off the new year right? I'm glad you asked. Because I believe the Word of God reveals the will of God. I believe that the Word of God is the manufacturer's handbook, the creator's guide for how to live. The Bible is the authority for life and faith. And if we'll only follow God's instructions, if we will follow His way, His will, 
it will result in blessing. I am confident of that. So how to start the new year off right? I'm going to tell you my points, that I'm going to go through the points, and then I'm going to repeat the points so that you don't miss the point. So how to start the new year off right? Number one, watch your relationships. Number two, delight in the word. Number three, bear lasting fruit. Number four, be assured of evil's end. And number five, rejoice that the Lord watches over you. These points will have deeper significance as we look at the Word of God that they're based upon. First of all, watch your relationships. Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. Notice, first of all, a downward trajectory. The person starts by walking with the wicked person, then they go to standing and spending more time with that wicked person, and then they sit with and have company with that mocker of God. Do you want to start off 2022 right? Well, then watch with whom you develop influential relationships. This is not to avoid people who are not Christians, but it's not to partner with them. It's not to assimilate their worldly values. It's not to become like them. Jesus said, I send you into the world. You're not of the world, but you cannot leave the world. I send you into the world. You could read about that in John 17. So we are critical participants who are to share the gospel with those who don't know Christ, but we are not to compromise our righteous living according to God's word because of a relationship with someone who does not respect our Lord. The Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. And so there's some line that needs to be drawn. And the opposite is true as well when we talk about watch relationships. How many of you have a prayer partner? How many of you are in a Bible study with Christians who are on fire for Christ? That too is a wise choice to spend time with those who love the Lord. Watch your relationships. A lot can be told about you and your priorities in your life by the people you hang out with. Secondly, delight in the Word. This year will be radically better and different if you'll delight in the Word. And many of you have been delighting in the Word and do delight in the Word, and I commend you. Psalm 1-2, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord 
and who meditates on his law day and night. The person who is righteous, who is living right before God's sight, is avoiding the bad influences and is feeding their heart and mind with the Word of God. And when you do that, when the Word is your delight, you can't wait to read it because you're listening to God. The Bible is God's love letter to you. If you had a love interest, wouldn't you read that letter with great anticipation as soon as you get it out of the mailbox? Of course you would, because you want to hear what your love has to say. In the same way, we should be devouring and eating up God's Word because it's about how much He loves us. He loves us to say no to certain things and yes to other things to uh, provide for us and to protect us, to keep us on the road of blessing so we don't fall off on the ruts on either side. God has given us His instruction and we ought to delight in it. The Word of God cleanses us. When we read the Word, it cleanses us. The Word is a light unto our path. It gives us direction. The Word of God reveals the heart of God, and His heart is one of love for you and me. A friend gave me a book about the heart of God and I enjoyed reading it during my vacation time. And I'm even more convinced that God loves us and nothing can change the amount of love He has for you. He'll never love you more. He'll never love you less. He loves you with an everlasting love. Do you believe that? Can you receive that? Perhaps you are like me, where there's times you wonder, how much patience does God have? You wonder, does God still love me? And the answer is always, yes. God loves you, He's patient with you, and He wants you to know His will revealed in His Word. Now, the problem is, we don't follow this simple maxim, live and learn. Truth be told, we live and observe. We live, do something wrong, observe that we did something wrong, and then do it again. We live and observe. We don't really live and learn. The reason we don't live and learn is because we don't take time to meditate. What does meditate mean? In the Hebrew, it means to mutter to oneself. You know anybody who talks to himself? Ruth will tell you, Lou does. And the reason I talk to myself is so I don't forget what I'm doing. And I remember to do the next thing. And, and so I give myself guidance. Well, if, if I will say God's word to me, myself, if I mutter God's word, I'm reminding myself, I'm, I'm, I'm chewing on the cud, as you will. A cow has four stomachs, and the food goes in, then it comes back up, it chews on the cut, it goes in the next stomach, it comes back up, and they chew on some more, until it's really assimilated into the body. You've got to chew on the Word until it's assimilated in you. In Colossians, it says, let the Word of Christ be dwell in you richly, 
meaning let the Word of Christ be at home in you. Let the Word of Christ so dwell in you that you are comfortable with it, that you live according to it, and you know it. You um, incarnate it. We are to meditate on the Word. So reading is good. I read the Bible. But reflecting on the Bible is even better. Read it and reflect upon it. Apply it. Personalize it to your life. And you know what the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit gives you lab experiences in order for you to test it out, for you to apply what you're learning. Isn't it interesting that what you're reading in the Bible somehow, some way shows up in your day or your week and you're saying, how did that happen? Because the Holy Spirit is giving you a lab experience to live out His Word. Don't be just a hearer of God's Word. Be a doer of God's Word. Apply it. Delight in it. Meditate upon it. Obey it. The Bible is a wonderful book of promises. And when we stand on the promises of God, our Savior, we can't go wrong. And in the book of Joshua, we read that it says, the book of the law shall not depart from you. Do not go to the right or to the left, but be careful to do all it says, and you will prosper in all that you do. So we are to be obedient to God's word. By the way, how can you meditate on God's word at night? I have found this to be true in my personal experience that when I read some scripture before I go to bed, the scripture goes round and round in my head throughout the night. And Shirley has told me that I've actually taught some Bible studies and preached some sermons as I've talked in my sleep. Proof positive that my mind is meditating on God's word. Have you ever had an argument with someone before you went to bed? And then what happens when you wake up in the morning? You're twice as mad because you've been meditating on that all night. That's why we should never go to bed angry. We should settle things before we go to bed. Well, the same principle is true about God's Word. Read it in the morning. Read it at night. Let it saturate your being. Let it soak through the warp and the woof of who you are. Third, when you do that, you're going to bear lasting fruit. Notice that the person who delights in the law and meditates upon it is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. Now this is a beautiful thing, that when you make God's priorities your priorities. When you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God adds unto you everything that you really, truly need and want. Do you want this year to be better? Make God's agenda your agenda, and this year will be better. So many of us are like the proverbial dog chasing his tail round and round in circles, chasing after happiness, when the answer is, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all the things you've been looking for, including happiness and joy, will be added unto you. Solomon was asked, what would you like? Anything. What would you like? He said, I'd like wisdom to govern your people. He wanted God's will. And God said, because you asked for wisdom and not for riches and honor and fame, I'm going to give you wisdom and riches and honor and fame. God was pleased because Solomon said, I want your will. I want your kingdom. I want your agenda. And when you seek first the kingdom of God, you bear fruit. In John 15, it talks about abiding in Christ. That is remaining in him, having a vital connection to him. And when you have a vital connection to Christ, like a branch does to a vine, then the living sap of his Holy Spirit flows in you and through you, and you bear fruit. You don't have to work hard to bear fruit. You ever see a tree straining to bear fruit? No. Fruit comes naturally from the connection to the living source. We are the branches. Christ is the vine. Apart from him, we can do nothing. But abiding in him, we can bear fruit. And when we bear much and lasting fruit, it's the glory of the Father. How does that all happen? Because we delight in and we meditate upon the Word. At my son's wedding, I thought I could be both pastor and father and that it won't get to me. So we were standing with my handsome, grown son and his bride next to him on his wedding day. And I said, Stephen, I'm so proud of you. And right then I started to crack and fall apart. So immediately I went into pastor mode and said, this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. That was the only way I could rescue my composure because I was on the point of just breaking down. It was such a moving thing to see my son all grown up, loving the Lord, marrying a Christian woman. And they asked if I would say something special because instead of lighting a unity candle, they planted a tree. They had a, uh, a pot with soil, and they had a little tree, and they took spades and moved the soil around, and they put the tree in the soil. Now, I've done a lot of weddings, but I've never done a, a wedding where the symbol of unity and starting a new life together was planting a tree. But it so happened that as I was praying and thinking about what I was going to say, I came upon precious verses in Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, which actually echo Psalm 1. They say, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's what I wished for my son and his wife on their wedding day, symbolized by the tree that they planted.
But you and I can be characterized by this description. If we make the Lord our trust and we build our lives upon His Word, we have confidence even during difficult times. We have a source and a supplier in our Lord, and He will see us through. Great is His faithfulness. Praise be to God. This is true. Now, the psalmist is actually making a contrast. Psalm 1 is setting the tone. It's saying you have the righteous and you have the wicked. The righteous are those who seek God. The wicked are those who reject God. Be assured of evil's end. Not once, not twice, but three times he mentions about the end of the wicked in verses 4, 5, and 6. In contrast to being a tree that is planted permanently and, and um, in a way that cannot be shaken and bears fruit, you have the wicked. It says, not so the wicked. They're not stable. They don't have security. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Have you ever seen chaff? Have you ever seen a, a, a piece of tumbleweed being blown down the desert? That's what the wicked are like. They have no roots. They have no stability. They have no source or supplier. They've totally cut off from God. And the Bible says, Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. And in verse 6, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So those who continually reject Jesus Christ, those who reject the word of God as a myth or a fable, those who reject the things of the Lord are thumbing their noses before God. They're shaking their fists before God, but they're still accountable to God, and God will judge them. We can read about that in Revelation chapter 20. The great white throne judgment is when those who have not trusted in Christ will be resurrected from the dead and they will appear before God. And first God will look in the book of life and their name will not be in the book of life. Then God will look into the book of works and their works will be judged because they'll all fail. They'll all fall short because everyone has sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God, the holiness of God. And because they have rebelled and rejected God's divine pardon provided through faith in Jesus Christ, they will be cast in hell along with the devil, along with the Antichrist, along with the false prophet. There is going to be a judgment of evil. So when you see the wicked prosper, you should not think evil will always triumph. No. Our God will balance the scales. He's treading the wine press where the grapes of wrath are stored. Our Lord will do right. And the final point is this. Rejoice that the Lord watches over you. Psalm 1-6. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. He is watching over you. He is caring for you. 
and he knows the outcome of your life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He who has justified you is sanctifying you, and as far as he's concerned, you're glorified already. So he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. The Lord will sanctify you through and through, body, soul, and spirit. He who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. That's what the Bible says. The Lord watches over you. My life verses are from the book of Jude, and they're the last two verses of Jude, which say, Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling or stumbling, and to present us before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages and now and forevermore. Amen. The Lord is able to keep me and you from falling out of salvation. And better than that, to present us into his glory with exceeding joy. And to whom should all the glory go to? To him, to God be the glory. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory. That's how to have a good start to your new year. Watch your relationships. Are there certain relationships that are tugging you away from your love for the Lord? They're cooling your love for the Lord. They're planting in you values and um, practices that are not honoring to the Lord. Delight in the Word. Are you spending time in the Word? This is the perfect time to start reading the Bible on a regular basis. You know, if you read five Psalms a day, you'll read through all of the Psalms in one month's time. So you could read the book of Psalms every month by reading five Psalms a day. You can read one proverb a day, and you'll read through the book of Proverbs each month. Five Psalms and one proverb, and you're through the Psalms and the Proverbs every month. That's a great plan. Certainly, you can join us in Sunday school where we're going through the Bible book by book, and we're emphasizing knowing God. Whatever you do, delight in the Word. Bear lasting fruit. Let the Lord love others through you and be assured of evil's end that God will take care of those who think they're triumphing now in their evil ways. And rejoice. The Lord's watching over you. He cares about you. Cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. The Lord never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's always got his watch care for you and for me. When you have that blessed assurance, that wonderful knowledge that he's got the whole world in his hands, he's got you and me, sister, in his hands, he's got you and me, brother, in his hands, he's got the little bitty baby in his hands, he's got you and me in his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's capable. He loves us. He's working all things for good in our lives. Trust him. Trust him. And stand on the promises 
of God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to start this year off right. We want to be about the things mentioned in Psalm 1. We thank you for revealing your plan, your purpose, your direction, your instructions for how to live. And help us, Lord, to be doers of your word. May 2022 be an incredible year because our faith is in you, an incredible God. And may we be blessed and be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.